you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, it's a recurring nightmare in fantasy land. Another Sunday down and another round of disappointments from high draft picks. But is the nightmare over or should you move on? We'll weigh in. Plus, who could have predicted a 20-point performance from this Rams wideout on Sunday? Well, our Michael Fabiano did, and he explains why you should be quick to pick him up this week. And we're recapping all of Week 5's top performers. NFL Fantasy Live starts now. Catch made it for 2015-10. Five touchdown. Touchdown to Marius Thomas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose, the most-watched fantasy football show on television. I am James Go. He is NFL senior fantasy analyst Michael Fabiano, and you can tweet us anytime, anywhere, on Twitter, at NFL Fantasy. Hit us up on Twitter and get your questions answered, not only online, but possibly on the air as well. All right, we begin today with uh, the year's most dominant fantasy performance to date. Demarius Thomas was a stud. 226-yard, two-touchdown explosion Sunday against the Cardinals, no less. Music to the ears of Demarius owners who, until that point, had seen DT put up just 22 fantasy points over three games to start the year. Not too bad, right? No, not too bad If you're going to have a slow start to the season and break out, it's nice to have over 200 yards and two touchdowns. And by the way, 
James Coe predicted that a wide receiver would have 200 yards this weekend. He just didn't say it would be Demarius Thomas, because if you did, I'd be asking you for the lottery numbers right now, my friend. So, good prediction. Here's the thing. We, we said that in a pre-production meeting. I actually never said it on the air because you guys talked me out I of it. I was there. I was a witness. But you had to pick one guy at least. Yeah, I know. I should uh, he should. said Demarius Thomas. I think I did, right? No? Okay. No. Uh, remember, uh, 34 fantasy points. Uh, almost 35 fantasy points. That's pretty really. good. It was amazing. Yeah, he, he is such a, a talented wide receiver. And we've come to know and love Demarius Thomas as one of the elite wide receivers in fantasy football over his career. And as long as Peyton Manning's throwing him the football, he is a guy you start week and week and week and week. He's just the guy. Peyton Manning's pretty good. He's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not too bad. All right, we've got more news coming out of Denver coming up and more headlines from week five on the way, including an avalanche of injury news. But first, let's get you caught up on the Monday night tilt in our nation's capital. James, thank you. What do I always tell you? Trust your gut. Life lessons from Molly. The Seahawks <laughs> and Redskins take the field tonight to wrap up week five. Adam Rank and Akbar Bajabiamila here with me now to preview it all. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. First up for Washington, both of their tight ends were banged up the past few weeks. Both came into this one as questionable. Niles Paul was a full participant in practice on Saturday and is expected to play tonight. But reports from FedEx Field indicate Jordan Reed has not recovered enough from his hamstring injury to play tonight. So it looks like Paul will be the primary tight end option against the Seahawks. Adam, as for the guy throwing to him, Kirk right. Cousins, it looked like his confidence really shattered in the second half last week. Sorry to, to, I, to beat I, the guy up here. I would <laughs> say it's the confidence of the fantasy enthusiasts okay. who are now beat up because Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. had a little bit of a rough go last time he was out there on Thursday night football. But that's the thing. He's an inexperienced quarterback with a coach playing in his first Thursday night game. And they go out, they get a little overmatched by Tom Coughlin, somebody who's been through the wars before. So, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it too much now. I'm not going to say I'd go out and necessarily start Cousins against the Seahawks this week, who, of course, you know, are legendary on defense. However, they have allowed some points to quarterbacks on the road. Phillip Rivers famously torched them. But, you know, Rivers is on another plane. What I'm saying, though, is Cousins, if you have to play him, don't feel too bad. He'll have one of those fair to Midland games, too. Fair to Midland. Okay, fair to Midland. I can respect that. Akbar, Seattle's defense is amongst the best in the NFL, but Alfred Morris is very good at home. What's going to give here? Well, he's a throwback type of running back, so I don't know that the Seattle Seahawks defense is just going to shut him down. This is not the same exact Seahawks defense. This is still a very good Seahawks defense, but they're not just shutting him down where he's getting no points. I think Alfred Morris still gets his production. He'll be just short of double digits, but because he's such Hmm. a hard runner, he's a physical north and south type of guy, those are the types of guys that get give the Seattle Seahawks problems. So Alfred Morrison must start. How about Pierre Garcon, Adam, against this Legion of Boone defense? This one's going to be a tough one because the Seahawks are always good at locking down that number one receiver and just kind of taking him away. So I'm looking at some other options here for Cousins going forward. Guys like Deshaun Jackson, the smaller guys who can kind of get in through the cracks and get vertical often possess uh, problems for the Seahawks. Plus, I also expect a heavy screen game. I would expect, you know, I, I like Freddie Morris and everything. The thing is, is Roy Halu could end up being a big factor in this game because a lot of dump-offs, a lot of little, lot of little dump-offs to him out of the backfield might be a little bit. So, Pierre Garçon, I would, uh, I would keep on the bench. Taking a look at your projections here for the Washington side of things, and pretty comparable guys, and that makes our job easier here when we're setting our lineups. I do have Morris getting shut down for 44 points, but in a bit of irony, he'll get a rushing touchdown against the Seahawks because nobody's expecting it. You saw the graphic come up that said, 
the Seahawks have allowed one rushing touchdown. So, right. of course, why, and, and see, why Why wouldn't Freddie Moore and, and score maybe tonight? he doesn't get the touchdown. That's why I have him for nine points. So, because I think mm-hmm. he'll get his 90 yards, and there'll be a hard 90 yards. What if he gets 90 yards and then the touchdown? That, that's, Boom, big. That's, that's big. That's mind big. Mind blown. <laughs> Lots of scenarios. Before we move on, though, really quick, I'm excited to see Kirk Cousins from a football perspective because right. we panicked oh, about absolutely. a lot of people last week, came out, redeemed themselves, won Tom, like Tom Brady, Brady and others. I know they're not in the same test. conversation, but this will be interesting to see against uh, this. similar. This uh, defense. And let's get to the Seahawks side of things. It seems to be much more favorable for them. Russell Wilson, Akbar, 20 fantasy points per game he's averaged this season. What kind of game do you expect against uh, Washington? That speaks to the consistency that he brings every single game. He's been like that. And if you watch Russell Wilson, he doesn't really wow you with uh, some big games as far mm-hmm. as, you know, massive four or 500-yard games or anything like that. But what you'll see is that he'll find his guys and they execute well in this offense. But because of the versatility that they have in the position, again, not a big, big name wide receiver outside of Percy Harvin. They're just very good at executing their offensive plays. And every offensive play that is designed is meant to work, and he does it well. Russell Wilson always seems to fall under the radar a little bit a in little fantasy. Bit. Yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's a lot better than, than uh, as, as much as we talk about him. Marshawn Lynch, should we get our Skittles ready? Because he's coming to town. Uh-oh. Yeah, of course. Anytime he comes to town, you got to be ready. Got to have the candy. It's like Halloween. Got to have the candy ready yeah. right by the door oh, in boy, case those kids come a little bit early. But you know <laughs> what? As you up. see right there, he's had at least 100 scrimmage yards in three of his last four games. I was a little worried about him coming into the season because he's had 400 touches, and that kind of wears on a running back. Although he's played three games. He's missed the half of one of them already. So I'm still of the mind that if you have Marshawn Lynch, of course, you're starting him each and every week. What I would like you to do is go out right now, figure out who you don't need on your roster, pick up Bobby Turbin just to have him. This is a perfect time to add him in. And, of course, if, if he doesn't play or if Turbin doesn't play, then release him on Tuesday. Akbar, the Redskins gave up four pass TDs to the Giants last week. Big game for Percy? Yeah, I love the matchup for Percy Harvin. They, Jim Howell's defense defense is going to have to put a lot of focus and attention to Percy Harvin. So that means the guys up front, they're going to really have to hold it down because the minute you start committing more men to the box to stop Marshawn Lynch, that makes it more dangerous for Percy Harvin. So those guys will have a lot of pressure to be able to play the, I'm gonna, I can't even believe I'm about to say it. The one-on-one matchups mm-hmm. with Percy Harvin, they're going to have to do a lot of double team because that's going to be very hard. He's going to be a hard task because he's so involved in the passing and run game. It's going to be a really interesting one uh, from a fantasy perspective, that's for sure. Monday Night Football, our projections for the Seattle wait Seahawks minute, right wait, here. Wait, 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 w
Tight end Jimmy Graham left Sunday's game with what the Saints believe is a sprained shoulder. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reported that. Now, Fabs, the injury doesn't sound too serious, but is it worth the roster spot to, I don't know, pick up a guy like, let's say, Timothy Wright as a just-in-case move? Well, you want to make sure that you're insured at the position. There's no question about that. Uh, the good thing is that Jimmy Graham's on a bye coming up, so he's going to have a little bit of time to heal. Yes. So maybe a tight end like Travis Kelsey's on the waiver wire or Dwayne Allen has insurance, but I really think Graham's going to come out of this just fine. But missing him yesterday, that hurt. All right, another first-round fantasy pick to go down on Sunday. Lions receiver Calvin Johnson exited the team's loss to the Bills after the first catch of the game for him in the third quarter. Jim Caldwell said today he'd consider benching Calvin next week. Now, normally, the, the popular saying is, if he plays for Detroit, he plays for you. But does that still apply after two very gimpy and very unproductive weeks? Well, here's the thing. I'm hoping that Caldwell does sit him out for a few weeks because it's becoming increasingly pressing on fantasy owners in, terminating, in, in determining what to do with Megatron right now. If he plays for the Lions, he plays for you. He's the best wide receiver in fantasy football. He has been for each of the last three or four seasons. But it'd really be nice to see him go out there at 100% or at least closer to it. So it takes the the question marks out of that equation. For me, there is no question marks. Uh, after seeing those two injuries in back-to-back mm-hmm. weeks, I think you've got to bench him, even if he is a go uh, next week. A risky move, but I, I think maybe a safer yeah. move yeah. overall. All right, over to the Big Apple, where Giants running back Rashawn Jennings left Sunday's contest with a spring knee. After the game, Jennings said he should be all right, but how worried should Jennings' owners be about the performance of Andre Williams, especially considering the long injury history that Rashad Jennings had? Could the Giants be looking at a possible timeshare there? No, not at all. No. This is against Atlanta. I mean, right. their defense is awful against the run. They've been okay. gashed all year long. Jennings is healthy. If he's the guy who's going to be in that backfield, he's going to be the featured back, right? You're not going to see a lot of Andre Williams, but I will say this. You need to pick up Williams off the waiver wire as insurance yes. for Jennings if you hadn't done so previously. Perhaps the most severe injury and perhaps the most fantasy relevant as well. Uh, Broncos, Broncos running back, rather, Monty Ball in the afternoon game. Uh, Mike Kliss of the Denver Post wrote after the game that the team believes Ball could be at a while with a strained groan. Uh, Fabs, is it Ronnie Hillman, C.J. Anderson, or even the unheralded Jawan Thompson as the appropriate ad? I'm going to the depth chart, denverbroncos.com. It says that Ronnie Hillman's next in line, so that's the guy that I would target. I'm not saying he's going to be the true featured back. You could see some of these other guys playing, especially a C.J. Anderson. Who wasn't even active for Sunday's game. But right now, I think that's more because he doesn't play on special teams. But I really think that this is going to be the guy to pick up, Ronnie Hillman, that is, if you need to take a Broncos running back off the waiver wire. But Anderson will be picked up, too. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, still to come. If only winners get wings, then Demarius Thomas gets a whole bucket for his performance Sunday. And he got Sunday. some bear there, too. <laughs> a baby. We'll recap his big day and the rest of the Week 5 top performers next. You know, after the game, he was like, he got the best of me. Foot race, 86 yards. Foster accelerates to the end zone. And there is Brandon Oliver wants the more. Touchdown, San Diego. Gonna throw to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Brian Quick. Beautiful fall day. Week five of the NFL is underway. Tommy Hecker. This kick is blocked for the second time in two weeks. It is Chris Vargas on the return for the Eagles score. Jules! How did he catch that? That is unbelievable. Foles looking for Cooper in the end zone. He goes up and makes the catch. Eagles touchdown. Here we go, 
the run by Andrew Watt. Romo throws one up in the air. Demarius Thomas, franchise record for receiving yards in a game. And at least for the moment, the sky is no longer falling in New England. Congratulations to number 18. What a sweet little montage. Another Sunday in the books, and boy, was it a wild one. How about those early games, the fourth quarter? Yeah, unbelievable. Insane. And there were no points being scored early. Oh, my None. gosh. It was, it was so good. Molly Karam here alongside Adam Rang, Michael Fabiano, and Akbar Bajabiamila. And we're going to take a look at our top ten performers from Sunday. And uh, right here at the top, you'll see Demarius Thomas with the highest fantasy point total of the entire season, 34.6. And uh, one of those reasons, because look at the guy next, Peyton Manning. Manning. We're going to also introduce you to some people you might not know. Brandon Oliver, talk a little Austin Davis, and uh, let's get into that right now. And let's start with Demarius Thomas. Fabs, I have nothing else to say other than just incredible. So much fun to watch. Yeah, and in my 11 leagues, I think I had him going for me in two, against me in one. He has been a disappointment up to this week, and he had his breakout party in week five against the Arizona Cardinals in a game where a lot of people were worried about him because of the Cardinals' two vaunted cornerbacks who, well, got burned a lot in this contest because Peyton Manning is the guy at the quarterback position for the Denver Broncos. Demarius is a guy you're starting week in and week out, but you don't need me to tell you that. Yeah, and he helped Manning set another record as well. Adam, San Diego has a running game, and that was the concern going into the season, but it's no one we've really ever heard of. No, I mean, it's... Brandon Oliver has become the guy that we all hoped Donald Brown would have been when he took over for Ryan Matthews and was fantastic against the Jets. It was kind of a tough matchup because the Jets had been pretty tough against running backs going into the season. Or in they look at this game, they just ripped him up, and he was also great, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield too. And you see him, he's got the number 43, which people think Darren Sproles, but I like him to be a little bit more Michael Turner, or Michael Turner who can actually catch the football and do some things that way, because Michael was kind of limited when he was there with the Chargers. But this is a two-pronged threat, and even when Matthews comes back, I still think he's going to be a factor. Yeah, no concern there. He had the fourth stringer knocking it out of the park. Arian Foster, no concern there either. He was able to get it done. No, the only concern, of course, is his health. But I think yeah. once we see that he's healthy we know that he can play the best thing to happen to Arian Foster is the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick you know still struggles in the passing game so they must rely on Arian Foster plus the fact that he's so dynamic in the run game 25 carries that's a lot of carries now the one concern I will say though is how much can Arian Foster's body hold up yes, that's with, that's, with this with many carries in a game yeah, we saw a few namastes. I truly uh, <laughs> enjoyed that. Jay Cutler had a few picks, but it was yes. a good fantasy day, One of those wasn't Adam. his fault because there was an obvious pass interference that wasn't called, but I'm not bitter or anything like that. And plus, <laughs> one of his, his fumble came at the end of the game, too, but it's, ty- it's getting tiring making excuses for Cutler in this offense because one of the things that I've noticed is that they just aren't uh, – stretching the ball vertically like they had done in the past. Like last season, the thing that made them so good was that they had that vertical game going. They haven't really mixed that into the in it at all this this season so far. So I'm looking for them to step up next week. They've really got to get it going, and I hope they, they got the weapons to do it. So I wouldn't panic on it. He's still putting up good fantasy numbers, and gosh dang it, if Martellus Bennett could have just made that block and yes. sprung Matt Forte. But you know what? You see the running there, too. He's adding all sorts of wrinkles. Yeah, Martellus Bennett struggled a bit. Uh, Let's move on now to the performers 11 through 20 here, our top performers. And uh, taking a look now, we have Kendall Wright, 
Tom Brady, Brian Quick, Matt Forte, Andrew Luck, Golden Tate. He's certainly liking his new home. And Greg Olson, yes, he was on my bench. I'm not bitter. But let's talk about Austin Davis to Brian Quick. You know, Brian Quick has really stepped up for Austin Davis, hasn't he? I mean, he's he really shown that he's he's a vertical threat. And if you're a guy like me and you're kind of concerned about Calvin Johnson because he, he didn't do much for me uh, in week five because of his injury, this is a wide receiver that's not owning a lot of leagues. He's only owning about 24% of NFL uh, leagues. So if you're looking for a guy that can stretch the field and Austin Davis, he can sling it. I've seen him do it in college. Brian Quick is going to be the recipient that he was targeted nine times. That's almost ten times there. And so you know that he's a big part of their offensive plan there. Brian Quick can give you those fantasy points. He's a great play. And a Kendall Wright can get it done, whether it's Jake Locker or Charlie Whitehurst. No issue there. Welcome back to Fantasy Relevance. He had one touchdown in a week one, hadn't done anything since. Mm -hmm. But in this contest, 90 scrimmage yards, two touchdowns, 21 fantasy points. And oh, by the way, those two touchdowns equaled the number of touchdowns he scored all of 2013. He's got a great matchup coming up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So all of a sudden, Kendall Wright is a guy you can trust, at least as a wide receiver three. Adam, you think uh, Matthew Stafford's pretty excited about his new guy, Golden Tate? Absolutely. One of the reasons they brought him in was because he catches the football. That was one of the biggest problems plaguing the Giant, or excuse me, plaguing the Lions back in 2013 is too many of the periphery receivers were dropping the ball. Golden Tate, one of the most sure-handed receivers going in the NFL, and he's proven that when given the opportunity, he can step up and make some plays. Of course, he benefits from Calvin Johnson being mm -hmm. on the field. I mean, if they had Calvin Johnson off the field, that they weren't putting him out there, it might be a little bit different, but the Lions are doing the right thing as far as keeping Calvin Johnson on the field, so it does draw a lot of attention because you have to keep counting him every yeah. time he's out there, whether he's hobbled or not. So that's helping out Golden Tate as long as – is this is going to continue. I would feel comfortable starting Tate each and every mm -hmm. week. It's good stuff. It was an awesome weekend in football, and those were our top performers, uh, 1 through 20 there. Coming up next on NFL Fantasy Live, we're helping you decide who to add for week six and who to drop to make room for them on your roster. You won't want to miss our experts' takes on some of the week's toughest decisions. Plus, all the fantasy fallout from Sunday's Super Showdown in New England. A fantasy spin on the Bengals and Pats is on the way. Stay here. Tomorrow, catch an all-new episode of NFL Network's original series, Finding Giants. Take a never-before-seen look inside the life of an NFL scout. All-new Finding Giants tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern only on NFL Network. All right, let's get you reset here with a look from Sunday night's game. Patriots reeling from their blowout loss to Kansas City, taking on the undefeated Bengals. Gronk, great facial expression from Gronk here. All right, we go to the first quarter. Patriots already up 7-0, make it 14-0. Timothy Wright signing. Wow. Hey. Timothy, I mean, they traded for like Timothy Wright. Huh? And, uh, and uh, <laughs> he was obviously paying dividends there. It's 14-0 early. Akbar, what did you see on this little seam route here from Tim Wright? Well, well, I just saw a guy taking advantage of what was right there in front of him. And Tom Brady, these guys, were they came out pumped up. How about this? No, you take it. No, you take it. How about that? Oh, my my guy got it. Get some of that. All right, Brady had a pretty good game. Uh, in this game after pretty much everybody in the fantasy community wrote him off for dead, but then he came back and looked all right. How about the red-headed gunslinger? Andy Dalton. Red Muhammad Rumble. Sanu. Got him, coach. Got him. From? Where's he from? I have no idea. Where's Rutgers. <laughs> okay, there you go. Marvin Lewis, uh, excited, I guess. Maybe possibly are. How about Tom Brady? Then finds his other tight end. Rob Gronkowski. Do you think 
that uh, Tom Brady watches NFL Fantasy Live? I don't think he does. Probably no. not. No, but no. we didn't he have a lot of good things NFL to say about live. him last week. No, he watches NFL Fantasy Live. That's why he came out playing like that. You better Is believe that. that. Is oh, that it? Is that it? Come on. <laughs> 43 to 17. I don't know if I believe that. Giselle doesn't like the, what her fantasy team is doing right now. Come on. <laughs> All right. She needed Again, the points. Coming into the game, Tom Brady was averaging a paltry nine points per game. Then in this game, he exploded 21 points. Uh, in this game against a very, very tough Cincinnati defense. Fabs, what's your takeaways here? My take is that Tom Brady now has one game with over 13 fantasy points in his last seven. One? I need to see more. Okay. This is the first time he has scored more than 13 fantasy points in a game since dating back to last year. Mm-hmm. I need to see more from him and more games like this yeah, before and, I'm going to trust him. And, and we saw a different Tom Brady. You could tell from that very first drive he was possessed. He was in tune. He was locked in. There's no taking down Tom Brady. I knew from that first drive this game was over. How surprised were you, though, that the Bengals uh, got almost no pressure up front, uh, especially cons- seeing what KC did in pressuring the quarterback? I, I thought I was going to see the same thing in Cincinnati. I don't know if it was more of lack of pressure as much as it was how fast Tom Brady was getting the ball out mm-hmm. of his hand. It was coming out, I mean, on point, on time. So there was no time to hold the ball. The wide receivers, the tight ends, everybody knew where they were supposed to be. I get a sneaky suspicion that these guys had a really good pep talk from Tom Brady before coming out to that field. And Belichick. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I would imagine so. All right, listen, uh, we got some pros next to us here. But if you want to learn from and think like a fantasy analyst, you got to download NFL Now for any and all of your connected devices. If you do, you will see Michael Fabiano, Akbar, Baja Biamila, and the rest of our fantasy crew make pretty solid fantasy predictions every single week. And in a segment we call Now You Know, here's what Fab said last week about Rams wideout, Brian Quick, who finished with 87 yards and two touchdowns. Fantasy fans, if I told you there's a wide receiver on the waiver wire who is right now projected to post over 70 catches and over 1,200 yards, you'd probably think I was crazy. But you know what? He's out there, and his name is Brian Quick. And a lot of people didn't pick him up because the Rams were on a bye last week, but in his last game, 62 yards and a touchdown, played very well against the Dallas Cowboys. Well, Brian Quick made me look good. Thank you, Brian. The check is in the mail. With a very (laughs) solid performance against the Philadelphia Eagles in a pass defense that has been getting gashed week in and week out. And hopefully, people are now going to their waiver wires and picking this kid up. He's got a nice rapport with Austin Davis. Davis is now the quarterback for the St. Louis Rams moving forward. I know he's not Kurt Warner. Quick is not Torrey Holt. But at this point, he can help you as a number three wide receiver when the matchup is right. Fabs, can I I ask you this? We've seen this so many times. A backup quarterback comes in and he gets a a real solid chemistry, a nice rapport with a backup wide receiver. Isn't that what we're seeing here in St. Louis? Well, Quick was going to be one of the starters, so uh, I think it's a a little bit of a different situation, but this is a guy really who has got a lot of upside, and yeah. finally he's producing like he's expected to do when he came out of college. Too. I mean, and Davis likes throwing amount. the football. A crazy amount of targets. You saw on the board there, 31 targets uh, for DJ Quick. Yeah, DJ want. Quick. Like I've been moving fast I, like a baby. Buddy, like I thought you were going to give me a DJ Quick <laughs> reference that entire time. I'm waiting for you on it, and, and you didn't give it to me. All right, listen, Akbar, meanwhile, had a sneaky feeling that Matt Ryan would have a pretty good day, uh, at least in terms of passing yards. Take a listen that the Giants will hold Matt Ryan to fewer than 275 yards passing, even though they're ranked 22nd. That's not going to happen. You know what you're going to get out of Roddy White and Julio Jones. Those matchups are easy. But then he's got red zone targets, too. He's got more guys to give the ball to and be able to, to, to stretch the ball. So I like Matt Ryan to really do his thing on the road. And that was easy. I mean, think about the guys that are out there. We already know 
uh, Roddy White, Julio Jones, Anton Smith. Think about what Anton Smith has done. Every time he gets the ball, it seems like he explodes right? for big numbers. But when you think about Matt Ryan and the way this offense is designed around him, for the last couple of years, he's thrown for over 4,500 yards, and you can't do that by throwing less than 275 yards. Just know that when you and if you play Matt Ryan, you mm-hmm. know that you're going to be getting at least 300-plus yards per game from him. Now, the guys that can get to the end zone, he has those guys. So sure. you know Matt Ryan's still going to be very productive. Uh, take a look at his last seven games. We're talking about Matt Ryan in terms of passing yards. Only once uh, in those seven games that he passed for less than 275 yards. So they will go to the air early and often. And as you mentioned, Akbar, they've got plenty of weapons there as well. All right, now, so again, if you guys could just remind the viewers, when are you guys on NFL now? Uh, Every day except for Monday. Every day except for Monday? Every day except for Monday. I'm on Tuesday, Wednesday, excuse me, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So you can find us there pretty much any time. You can go there because it lives there forever. So we're on there all the time. We're on there all the time. And Akbar, you do more than just fantasy for NFL now. You also talk about real-life football. Yeah, that's right. We're breaking it down from every single angle. That's what you want it. You want it now, and that's what we do. There you go. Now you know. Uh, That was a great promo right there. Ah, now you know. This weekend, watch a free preview of NFL Now, your ultimate video highlights experience. And watch it on your phone, tablet, or desktop. Don't miss a big play from any of your favorite fantasy or real-life players. Start watching for free today at NFL.com slash now. All right, still to come, warm up those vocal cords, baby, and get ready to let out a little frustration. Adam Rank is back with another rousing edition of That Helps No One. Plus, the trade market is officially heating up. Who should you target in your next blockbuster? Our experts reveal their favorites when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Coming up five weeks into the 2014 season and no hope in sight for some of these fantasy stalwarts. It's the time to cut your losses and move on. Michael Fabiano tells you who to keep and who to drop. Plus, remember Jim Dre? Yeah, the Titans didn't either until he scored and joined the ranks of this week's That Help No One Standouts. Find out if he makes the Wall of Fame. And which under-the-radar players left the stadium Sunday and said... Today was a good day. We've got that and more. This is NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Molly Caraman, Adam Rank here with you. And Adam, let's take a look at this week's most disappointing performances. You can start with my roster. Oh, no. Fortunately, we have some repeat offenders here on this list. Michael Crabtree, Michael Crabtree. Victor, too. Keenan Allen, 2.5. Keenan Allen has just been a ghost for so long. A lot of these. Roddy White, another one. A lot of big name guys. Andre Johnson, 5. All right, we can. That's good. If he gets gets me close to six from Dre Johnson, I feel like I've won. We could go through this list all day long here, but let's talk about LaShawn McCoy. Every week we're expecting Mm. him to beat LaShawn McCoy, and who is he? Yeah, he's the guy who's scoring 6.6 fantasy points and just being an anchor around there. But the good thing is he's still getting a lot of touches, a lot of opportunities. It's not like he's losing work to Darren Sproles. That would be the big thing. Mm -hmm. If he was losing out on that and that battle, that's that's where the red flags would come out. But he touched the ball close to 30 times. Darren Sproles didn't touch it a whole lot. And remember, the Eagles are scoring on special teams. They're scoring on blocked punts and things like that. So unless the Eagles score on blocked punts every week, I think we're cool. I don't think we need to worry about it. All right, are we cool with Doug Martin? One TD into the last eight games played, but he's still the guy there, right? He still is. Yeah, the coaches expressed confidence in him heading into this week. And, of course, again, this is another situation where he was just getting the majority of the touches. And even though Bobby Rainey at times looks better, and Bobby Rainey did get into the end zone, 
Doug Martin is still getting the majority of the carries, and he's still trying to work through an injury for even dating back to last year. So if the coaching staff has confidence in him, I'm going to continue to have confidence in him too. And really, when you're looking for trade partners, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, Doug Martin is another guy to look at. Somebody might be willing to cut bait with him. You might be able to swing a deal with somebody who's overperforming this year. So he's somebody to still be on your radar. I'm not ready to give up on him. All right. Until Bobby makes it rain, we're sticking with Dougie Fresh. <laughs> How about Victor Cruz? There's these new guys here, Odell Beckham, Larry Donnell, Ruben Randall. What's the deal? That's the problem is there's too many mouths to feed, so to speak, there in New York. And while... Victor Cruz did get to the end zone a couple of weeks ago, and he's doing salsa dances. We're all feeling mm-hmm. good. We're like, hey, Victor Cruz is We're back. like, salsa for everybody. <laughs> but that stuff was made in New York City. And here now, you, again, all these names are being brought out there. And so I look at it. It's a situation where he's just not going to be the receiver that we wanted to be. He's not the true number one. He's a name value guy. But Eli Manning should doesn't do, see it that way. Should we do one of these? Just to say, I don't want to. You know, I'll do. No, I'll do. All right, just to be clear, you are not dropping any of these not guys. Dropping if someone's coming to you guys. for a trade, maybe you'll maybe. consider Listen, it. But, but I'll that's... be waiting by my inbox like this. Please do. Like, Please Bad signs for C.J. Spiller as well, unfortunately, in fantasy. But is it time to drop him? For that, we hand it off to James Coe and the gang for Groom Your Lineup, presented by Head & Shoulders. All right, thanks, Molly. Each week we come through NFL.com's Fantasy Genius Tool to find questions asked by real fans. Yep. The real fans, not the fake fans. Not the fake fans. Looking to groom their lineups. If you have a question for us, go to NFL.com slash genius. Up first, how about C.J. Spiller? He struggled mightily this season. Uh, just 214 rushing yards in 2014. But if you are one of the poor souls with both Spiller and Toby Gerhardt on your roster. Aye, aye, aye. Who should you drop? I'm dropping Gerhardt, but I don't like Spiller. 2012, that's it. That's the only time he was fantasy relevant and valuable. You look at his numbers and the rest of his career, guys, no bueno. But Toby Gerhardt has been really, really disappointing for the Jaguars and fantasy football owners, so much so that they're using Storm Johnson and Denard Robinson, who used to play quarterback in college. Gerhardt's a guy who should be on the waiver wire right now. He has lost the faith of fantasy fans. Akbar, if we're dropping Gerhardt, who should we add to fill that spot? Jarek McKinnon or Andre Williams? Well, you know, this inter- this is interesting because with the- all that's going on with Rashad Jennings, I'll probably have to lean more towards Andre Williams as of right now. You know, Andre Williams is a big physical back. You look at what he did with his opportunity. He had 22 carries and gave you 14 fantasy points. But what I like about it is his physical nature. He's not as elusive as a Rashad Jennings or some of these other guys, but kind of think of Matt Asiata-ish. So you know that he's going to be able to have that explosion and be able to get in zone. He'll get those those red zone touches as well. He was very productive in college as well. Very quickly, who should I drop, Torrey Smith or Marquise Colston, Fabs? I like Torrey Smith. He's a friend, and he's a great guy, but I'd have to drop him because of the quarterback situation. Colston has Breeze. Smith has Flacco. And Smith is dealing with, what do you like to say, triple S? Triple S, baby. He's got that offense. So I'm going to have to go with Torrey Smith. Uh, Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm all in for Torrey Smith. Yeah? Yep. All right, there you go. Uh, That was Groom Your Lineup, presented by Head and Shoulders. Coming up, strike up the band because we're adding a new name to our That Helps No One Hall of Fame. Who will it be? See who Adam Rank is putting on notice this week. That and more as NFL Fantasy Live rolls on.
An annual screening saves lives. Help finish the fight against breast cancer by visiting NFL.com slash pink to celebrate the NFL and American Cancer Society's first ever A Crucial Catch Day on October 25th. Every Monday, Adam Rank counts down his least helpful plays of the week. On That helps no one. But guys, we have some candidates that have evolved into fantasy potential options here. And we're calling it That, that Helps Someone. someone. Right, like James that. is excited. <laughs> All right, Akbar, tell us about this running back in Atlanta. Get us familiar with Anton Smith. Well, this is a guy that has helped someone. Anton Smith is explosive because every single time he gets the ball, he's doing something with it. You take the game against Minnesota, Tampa Bay, and the New York Giants. When he gets the ball, he goes and he makes it big plays. He's not getting that many looks. He's getting about four carries, four touches, but what he's doing with those touches, he's giving you double-digit points. This is a guy that you could probably perhaps take a chance on. I would caution you, though, there are a lot of running backs in that backfield, but if you're talking about a guy who's going to give you bang for your points, it's Anton Smith. He has nine points or more in four or five fantasy games there. Uh, how about Austin Davis, Fabs, coming off a near 30-point performance? You told us to start him over Tom Brady. I did, and Brady had a good game, but Davis was even better. And look at this offense. They've got Brian Quick, who's emerging as a pretty good wide receiver. Tavon Austin is back, and they're going to be throwing the ball to catch up because they're going to be behind in a lot of football games. And at this point, you could do worse then pick up Austin Davis to it's be true. your QB2 at this point. You don't need to have a big name to put up big numbers. Remember Tyler Thigpen years ago for the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, he was him. one of the ten best quarterbacks in fantasy football in the second half of one of their seasons. Sleeper. I know I'm going way back. So Davis is a guy who's on the radar right now. Um, James, so San Diego yes, has a running game, and it's mm-hmm. not Matthews, it's not Woodhead, and it's not Brown. Who is it? Uh, somebody by the name of Brandon Oliver, spelled with him. an E, okay. by the way. Don't get it twisted. Ryan Matthews goes down. Danny Woodhead goes down. Donald Brown goes down Sunday with a possible concussion. Out of nowhere comes this kid out of the University of Buffalo. He played on the same team, Akbar, as Khalil Mack, and it's return of the Mack. Oh, That's what oh, happened on Sunday yeah. versus the Jets. 182 <laughs> scrimmage yards, the most since LaDainian Tomlinson. So, yes, it helped no one yesterday, but go make that waiver claim. It's going to help someone it soon. It looks like Darren Sproles in there for the number. Like I have your Darren Sproles. I am loving this, this energy. Back. Did you guys have a great weekend and get some sleep or <laughs> Actually, what? you know what? Adam Rank gave us a pep talk oh, in the makeup that's room what before it was. we came out. So, oh yes, we're Oh, my gosh. Good. We're going to yes. need these every day. All right, guys. <laughs> enough of the positive energy, though. It is time to work off some fantasy frustration. Let's Uh-oh. hand it off to Adam Rank for a weekly list of plays that helps no one. Yes, enough with the positivity. Here comes Mr. Negative because that's right. Each week we take a look back at those unheard of players who robbed precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started on Sunday. It's a tearjerker from some curtain jerkers in a segment we like to call volley. That helps no one. Let's go to the video. We are down in Duval County. Keith Miller in for the touchdown. We are set. Wait a minute. Why is he have one hand up? That means down at the one, down at the one. All right, we'll run it back. Here we go. Heath Miller in the flat. Touchdown. No, wait. It's Michael Palmer. Who? Of all people. Where? Yeah, no, no, no. Jordan Palmer? What? No, it wasn't the famed doctor. Palmer's brother. No, it wasn't the author who wrote the thrillers such as Extreme Measures or Natural Causes. No, because these points are DOA because Detroit, Kyle Orton selected as a starter here. Here he fakes the handoff to somebody we actually started and is that Scott Chandler, a THNL no. legend? No. It's Chris Gr- And he's oh. doing the Ric Flair. Woo! Space. Mean Gene. Space Mountain may be the oldest riot in the park, but that doesn't matter because 
That's no one. New Orleans, Mike Lennon back at quarterback, and he always looks for Vincent Jackson, except when he looks for Lewis Murphy Jr. <laughs> who, well, I loved his dad in Digstown, you know? It's only fair if I... Lewis Murphy Jr., the oh. other one. Oh. Oh, Akbar, why do you always make me say this? Because that's no one. Staying in New Orleans, Glennon again, and I don't care if V-Jax is triple covered, throw it to him. It's almost as if you care more about your football team than our fantasy team, and I don't know, what's that that's dance? Right that's, that's my boy right there. That's your boy. That's my boy. That's my You covered his games at Wyoming because that's no Tennessee. He doesn't dance like he's from Brown, Wyoming. Jordan Cameron in motion, but you're looking the wrong way. Or should I say, you're looking the wrong, wait for it, Dre, because it's Jim Dre. Look at with this play action. Look at that play action oh, inventated. The, tit- the Titans must have, you know, wait for it, forgotten about Dre. Oh, oh, <laughs> all right. Where's Snoop? Because Drew Brees is all like, dude, I could be down to one running back. I will still find somebody out there who is not on your roster and give the ball to him like he does here with Tavares Cardet. And I know, goes when those Saints go marching, marching in. in. Oh, when, when those Saints, Saints go marching in, we will lose those fantasy numbers because there's no one. Carolina, when the Panthers get near the goal line, why would the all-world quarterback call his own number when you can hand the ball off to the guy who was hanging out at Whataburger down in Texas last week? At least he had time to work on his dance moves. That was oh, slick. Funny. Why are they spelling his name wrong? Oh, no, those are all great. It's my Ogbonaya. Ogbonaya. Oh, you can relate my to that. My favorite one is the guy who goes Chris O. Oh, Chris <laughs> As in, oh, my God, because the house no Denver, Monty Ball out. So, Peyton, can you do us a solid and go to one of the receivers who ever oh, – no, or why not? Give it to Jawan Thompson. Even if you Jedi mind-tricked us and getting started, Ronnie Hillman, nobody is starting Jawan Thompson. And now we have this backfield situation. Nobody knows how to figure out. So, we're trying to figure – you know what? It's like trying to figure out your favorite member of Earth, Wind, and Fire. No? No. Well, let's strike up the band because <laughs> that was no Akbar, you'll have to teach you who you Earth, Wind, and Fire are. Earth, Wind, and Fire, one of the most famous Denver bands ever. Oh. Big Head Todd, nobody? All right, oh, fine, no, fine. No, Here's all your guys. Brian Hoyer, Jimmy Coe's oh. Danger Zone. Now we're mixing two different segments. Yeah, it's, it's no good. Benny Cunningham, another another I, I, shot type. One name that I did like on there that's going to help somebody. Who's that? Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. You watch. Okay. All right. Yep. Odell Boys, Beckham. You heard fast. it here first. Thank you. Their first, their high round draft pick. Thank you. Uh, remember, if you want to see your tweets featured on the show, use the hashtag that helps no one when you see a fantasy score that helps, helps no one. All right. Now we will celebrate on command for only for you. The this week's member of the Hall of Fame. Drum roll, please. Robert Hara. Robert Hara. Robert Hara. Nope. Chris Gregg. Congratulations. You are now a member of the That Helps No One Wall of Fame. Just don't do it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, we've got uh, three players you should be targeting in your midseason desperation fade trade trades. We'll get it. We're going to talk about trades when NFL Fantasy Live <laughs> continues. Come back. I'm losing my voice. I can't help it. Why are you losing your voice? Because I was yelling. We have reached October, and fantasy owners are getting sick and tired of seeing their teams put up L's. 
every single week, oh, seemingly. And as our Michael Fabiano says, if you're not trading, baby, you're not trying. You got that right. Fabs, who should fantasy owners be targeting in trades this week? I'm going Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, oh, he heavy cares. hasn't scored a touchdown in the last couple of weeks. Everyone freak <laughs> out. What's going on with Le'Veon Bell? Get this guy now. Listen, okay. I'm like the New York Yankees in that I like to go after big names. Sure. And unlike the New York Yankees, who I love, by the way. Uh, Winning? I actually win ah. some of my fantasy leagues. Oh, so burn. I know. I took a shot at my beloved Yankees. It's fine. The playoffs are here. But Le'Veon Bell is a guy who's going to see a lot of volume. He slimmed down in the offseason. He's quicker. He's more elusive. And they're going to continue to utilize him as they're featured back. Get him now. Trade someone like Steve Smith and another running back for Bell. How about this? Adam Rank, uh, you like going after guys you like and are productive. Yes, and Brandon Marshall has been a little bit slow over the last couple of weeks. He exploded, of course, in Sunday Night Football when he had three touchdowns against the 49ers. But since that time, it's been a little bit of slow going. So there might be a panicky owner in your fantasy league, and then that's the guy you call up. You take him out to lunch, you go to Del Taco, you hang out, you buy him a nice California burrito, and as you're munching, you say, hey, dude, wouldn't it be cool? You just gave me Brandon Marshall, and I'll give you whoever. And then just make it seem like a great idea, because once you buy somebody a burrito, they're more apt to trade you their number one receiver. I found this. That's that's the that's the research I've done. Uh, Akbar, it might take a little bit more than a burrito to uh, fly it? away at LaShawn McCoy. You know, I feel like ever since the Schmoney dance came out, Schmoney. we haven't seen a lot of Shady McCoy. And, you know, I, I need to see a little bit of, of that in him. So I, I know a lot of fantasy owners are frustrated with his production. We haven't seen a lot of that explosion. This is a great opportunity <laughs> to try to trade for him. Buy low on the man. Go ahead and get him. Take somebody else's worries off him. Okay. Convince them. Let them know. And just know that there's going to be a time that he's going to pop up big. He is going to get it. He's a pro. Remember, he's got Sunday night football against who? The New York Giants. New York Giants. And you know Shady McCoy plays big on Sunday night football. So what you're telling me is that the shmoney dance is to blame the for LaShawn yep. McCoy's You see him shmoney I ain't seen him shmoney. He's shady. Money, I like huh? it. If you want to see more of our top three targets for week six, including uh, one of the Two league's kids. top three fantasy wide receivers, <laughs> sign up for NFL. Now, stop it, buddy. I'm trying to read over here. It's free and easy to sign up and get our exclusive fantasy content and more at NFL.com slash now. All right. If you've been following the show at, at any length here, you know that this preseason, I made a promise to our viewers. Oh, a boy. promise. Mm-hmm. That if wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins didn't accumulate 1,100 receiving yards in a full season, I would come on the program and wear high heels. So today we debut a new weekly feature. It's the March to 1,100. Oh, my heavens. That is so awesome. Oh, this is good. Oh, that is the raddest animation ever. March to 1,100. That was good, man. DeAndre Hopkins, 63 yards. Get my calves ready. Yeah, you know the anatomical name for the calf? Gastrocnemius. Okay, out okay. of baby. Yeah, Science with Akbar. Uh, 63 yards uh, in that game against Dallas. Look, he's projected for 11-33. He's still if, on pace, baby. He's still on pace. Listen, what if the Texans are in, like, they lock up the division, they have to sit him? Oof. Uh, the battle. Oh, what if Andre Johnson just started getting all the looks? Yeah. What, can they go, like, 200 apiece? Or what if they... No, just, no, well, no. Okay. You probably. know who the quarterback is, You know what? Is, Rank, I'll, I'll uh, buy you a burrito. Matt Forte, maybe? Tomorrow. Oh, I'll take Matt Forte. Thank you. No, 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 no. I'll take the burrito no, no, and Matt Forte. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Tuesday, Marcus Grant gives his weekly rundown of the running backs with the most targets and touches. NFL Fantasy Live returns Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Now and 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. We'll see you then. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.